welcome to the conversation with Mark and Kimberly. Today, we're just diving right into just, I mean, the very deepest end of the pool. (laughs) We're talking about marriage. Amen. We're talking about covenant. That's right. We are glad you're joining the conversation today. And we're, we just felt the direction of the Lord here on Family Mission to just take a few weeks and just really focus on marriage. That's and right. Even if you're not married, don't check out. Hey, um, there's a lot of healing that can come as That's we right. talk about these things um, because we've all been affected by marriage. We have. Even if you're not married. Good or bad. That's right. I mean, your parents were married. Oh. Maybe, maybe your parents weren't married. Oh, all maybe they were married you. for a season. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about it. Let's not be afraid to talk about it because that was one of the things we kind of um, started with, you know, in last week's conversation was the fact that God, who is love, you know, he didn't just avoid the issue. No, he didn't. Um, Love will have the hard conversation. And I love it because, um, of course, you know, Brother Kenneth E. Hagan, who um, was very instrumental in uh, being a spiritual papa to us in in the things that he taught and the revelation that he carried you know um he used to say faith does not deny things that's right it changes changes things things. that's right (laughs) so um you know we don't necessarily look at things and see a whole bunch of denial 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 and you may be in a relationship right now and you see, well, there is this and this and this and this. Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't mean that you deny those issues. It actually means that by faith, you take the Word of God with the help of the Holy Spirit and say, from today, mm-hmm. right here, this start point, this this beginning, mm-hmm. I'm going to allow the Word of God with the help of the Holy Spirit to change things. Yeah. My marriage, you know, it needs this area looked at or this area looked at, or maybe it just, I mean, I don't even know if I want to be married. Well, Mm -hmm. let's, let's start right here today and allow the Holy Spirit to do a work and allow him to reveal truth. Mm hmm. Because that's that's where it starts. Because he's the one, Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, mm-hmm. he's going to lead you and he's going to guide you into all truth. So that's right. what you just highlighted there, Kim, is the Holy Spirit is here to lead us and guide us. And here's a sober reality, but it's one we have to realize is that we cannot get into the truth mm-hmm. without him. That's right. He must guide us. And it also is that Anything is possible. Amen. You may look at a relationship and just want to just say, there is no hope. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm here today to tell you there is hope. Mm -hmm. There is hope. And um, it, it just means being willing to come under the mission of love Mm -hmm. and in a relationship too that say, okay, we're going to see this. And maybe maybe you're listening today and you're in a relationship and you don't have that option. You're the only one that is in Christ in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm telling you, God can turn that. He can change it in a day. Mm-hmm. And your spouse can come into the truth and mm-hmm. the revelation of, of God. But it's 
you making a, a an internal decision that I'm going to come under the mission of love mm-hmm. and I'm going to believe that the Lord is going to work mm-hmm. in my spouse on on our marriage behalf. Now look at what when we talk about that we're talking about choosing to do it God's way. Choosing to do it God's because way. Because look at when we do it God's way, look what God was able to accomplish. He was able to bring his son into the earth and he was able to make it available for every person. Mm-hmm. God so loved the world, the world that he gave his only begotten son. He made it possible for anyone in this world to come home in their heart. He made he was he succeeded in bringing that healing um, experience, that healing opportunity to anyone who would choose to believe. Well, and. and- Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, because what you brought up there is one of thousands of things that the enemy will use to sometimes bring up when he says, well, look at your circumstances. Well, that's fine for them to say that. That's fine. You'll fine never for them see to believe. that. You'll never see that. The enemy is a master at making up excuses that will tell us, well, that's fine for them. That's fine for that preacher. That's fine for that family and ministry. That's fine for that person, that believer, that Christian. But he will have some circumstance, some issue that he will highlight in your life and my life to try to make us the excuse, the one, the exception, I should say, try to make us the exception to the scripture that that's fine for them, but it won't happen for you. And that's what we want to make sure that we really confront that today. Well, and I want to just say this, that if you are listening and um, you are one that you're you're in a situation in a in a relationship that is um, not good, it's not whole and you would like agreement, let me just tell you, Spellman Ministries at gmail.com. Send us an email. We will come into agreement with you. We will have our prayer partners come into an agreement with you. And let me tell you, we will see the hand of God change. Mm-hmm. We will see the hand of God change that situation, change that circumstance, and change that individual. And we don't we don't pray, you know, uh, let me let me just say this way. We don't pray that, you know, well, God just change his thinking on this. No, that's not what that's not instruction of proper <laughs> prayer. Um, that actually is what we would say manipulation <laughs> and witchcraft. No, what you can do, though, is you could take the Ephesians prayers, mm-hmm. Ephesians one, and you can look in that chapter and you can see the 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 prayer that says the eyes may the eyes of the understanding be enlightened. Mm-hmm. Okay, well you can take that prayer and you can put the spouse that you were believing God for. You can you can pray that mm-hmm. that Ephesians prayer over them, and I know I went <clears throat> sorry I know I went kind of into a little sidetrack here but i'm just telling you there are things that we can pray in line with the word of god by the help and the unction of the holy spirit that actually release power the power of the Mm -hmm. holy spirit to work yeah it says in james chapter 5 that the prayer of a righteous person 
That's Come just on. someone who's been washed in the blood. They've 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 said yes to Jesus. It's not you know um, some exceptionally um, highly recognized Christian. We're talking every believer, every believer who is the righteousness of God in Christ. Here's what it says in James five. It says the prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, available, dynamic in its working. And what you were just touching on there is that's the beauty of who God is. Yes. He's not up there trying to control somebody. He's not trying to make somebody do something. No, nope. but he does want to make his ways available, his power available, his grace available, his presence available. And when we pray for people, that's the position we take. We want to make power available. We want to make grace available. We want to make presence available because it's in that place when they choose to want to turn, then it's going to be easy for them to turn. It's kind of like I compare it to power steering in a car. Because I drove cars without power steering, and, and I, I drove, drove cars, cars with, with. <laughs> <laughs> and they turn way easier with power steering, that's power, right. power assistance. And that's what prayer makes available. When you pray for a spouse, you pray for your children, you pray, you're making power available so that when they and the Lord are, are working this thing out, they have power to turn, they have grace to turn. Well, and let me go back to the Ephesians, because I want to just um, pick this back up. Um, I feel like um, we need to just talk about this a little bit more. The Ephesians prayers that I'm referring to is Ephesians um, chapter 1 and 17 into the end of the chapter. But let me just say this. You can pray this for your spouse, but you got to start with yourself. Mm-hmm. And and that's something that um, we do regularly. Um, I do regularly. I know that um, our family does regularly. Do we not only pray for one another, but we pray for ourselves? Because here's the reality is that when we are um, keeping our heart and we are keeping um, our our focus on what the Lord is doing, then it's that's that's where we're focused on. Mm-hmm. But if we are constantly keeping our our eyes and of late, you know, we've been through a season over the last couple of years that we have seen just so much. Um, and I'm not getting into all of that, but it's like the focus. Where is our focus? What are we focused on? What are we hearing? What are we seeing constantly? Is it what the enemy's doing? Is it destruction? Is it sickness? Is it death? Is it um, uh, strife? Mm-hmm. Is it division? Or are we continually putting our focus, our 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 minds, our our hearts, our attention? And I said mind, yes, mm-hmm. because that's renewing every single day. You know, we have to constantly renew that mind. Where is it focused? Mm -hmm. Is it focused on what we're hearing externally? Or is it focused on what we're reading, seeing, meditating on, feeding on in the Word of God? Mm -hmm. And, you know, in Ephesians, because we have to keep our our sight set. Yeah. You know, um, we press towards the mark. And every time I hear that scripture, I think of something. And that's probably because of the way I was raised. But... um, very young around firearms around you know hunting fishing i was a girl i was the baby of the family i had a brother and a dad and both of them loved to hunt and both of them loved to fish so ultimately my mom and i were along for the ride and i was (laughs) 
poison a deer stand, I think, when I was three and a half, four years old. So when I think of that scripture that says press towards the mark, mm-hmm. I think of a very sniper sharp shooter that is aiming, taking fire, and you are hitting the target. Mm-hmm. And so when we want to press and put our aim on the Word of God with, like you said, the help of the Holy Spirit, it unleashes and unlocks a bullseye. Yeah. And so back to Ephesians, uh, and I just want to read just the 17th, 18th um, verse of Ephesians 1 just because I think it's something that in our marriage, in our in our individual life, and in our marriage, and then in our home, it makes such a difference. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Now, I'm going to read this in the Amplified. For I also pray to you, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation of insight into mysteries and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of him. Hmm. So if you're praying this over a spouse, well, over yourself, put your name in it. Mm-hmm. If you're praying it over a spouse and declaring it because, see, life and death are in the power of our tongue. So when we're releasing, we're setting, we're, we're setting um, things in, into the, the atmosphere, into the spirit. Because when we're praying for our spouse, like we're mentioning, sometimes we can have that position like you'd said earlier, we want God just to fix them. Oh, come on. We want God to fix them because they're making our life uncomfortable, miserable, <laughs> miserable frustrating. Uh, you know, I'm so, so sometimes. When are they fo- going to see it, Lord? When are they going <laughs> to see it? Open their eyes so they see it. No, but, no, 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 no. We're not talking about praying like that. But the motive of that prayer is so that your life gets some relief. That's right. Oh, so the hello. focus is Selfish. not even, it's not even about them finding out who they are for their sake. No. It's them straightening up for my sake. Oh, and see, Jesus. that's a place of prayer. God's not going to partner with that prayer. No, he's not. Because he didn't just fix us so that his life could get easier. He fixed us so that we could actually come into the potential and purpose of who we are. He, he did not have a selfish motive in sending Jesus. That's right. And so we can't have a selfish motive in prayer if we want the partnership of God. We want his grace on our prayer, his power release in our prayer. Then it can't be just about fixing them for our sake. Well, and so that revelation that you're praying right there in Ephesians 1, you're praying it for their sake, not for yours. Well, and I'll just say this. Um, I'm sharing this, and I, I can just kind of hear this. Uh, well, you know, okay, so where do you even start with this? I hear what you're saying. I understand what y'all are saying. But I'm looking at, you know, Ephesians, and it's got 20, you know, 20... Uh, three verses and how does that work in my life well let me just say this read the chapter and then just take start with one verse start with verse 17 mm-hmm. and begin to just meditate on that and when you, what do I mean when I say meditating meditating just means looking at that scripture 
taking that scripture and that one scripture alone and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you just simply in that one verse. Mm -hmm. And so once he begins to enlighten you into that one verse, then go on, Mm -hmm. then move on. But every day, you know, Take 10 minutes, read the read the chapter, and then take that 17th verse and just begin to say, Holy Spirit, I'm thanking you that this verse of Scripture, you are enlarging my capacity. You're enlarging my understanding. You're giving me revelation from heaven mm-hmm. on this particular verse of Scripture. How does it apply to my life? How does it al- apply to my my spouse? How does it apply to my family, to my children? Because it says in verse 17, it's all about the intimate knowledge Ooh, with him. Oh, come on. And so the <laughs> revel- the revelation that we want to receive for ourselves and for our spouse, or you can pray for your children this way, it's all about them having this intimate relationship with Christ. Come because on. If, the, if they discover that in their heart and they begin to find where they really fit in the family of God and in the heart of God, then certainly your marriage is going to benefit from that. Certainly your home and your children are going to benefit from that. And you personally will benefit from that. And so again, just taking verse 17, and then you mentioned verse 18, which is about the eyes of our understanding. In the Amplified, it goes on to say, having the eyes of our heart flooded with light so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called us the rich, the glorious, the inheritance that we have as his saints. Come on. And so we can we can pray that. Like you just said, uh-huh. put your spouse's name in there. Put your own name in there. Put your children's name in there. And just say, Father, I thank you that the eyes of their heart are being flooded with light. And they're knowing and they're understanding the hope to which you're calling them. And that it's not just about them straightening up for my benefit. It's about them having an intimate knowledge of Christ, an intimate relationship with Christ. And whatever barriers there are to that, those barriers are coming down. And, you know, if you are both believers, Mm. this is a good place to just simply start in a prayer time together, a communion time together, before you go to bed, holding hands, laying in bed, and just simply saying, okay, Lord, your word says in Ephesians 1, 17 and 18, this, Mm -hmm. and allow the Spirit of the Lord to pray through the two Mm -hmm. of you coming into agreement. Because, you know, one of the things that I think is... um, we forget sometimes mm-hmm. is that the quickest, easiest way, you know, you referred to it. I don't know if it was last week or today um, in our conversation. You referred to the fact that the the enemy saw the, the coming together of Adam and Eve, and he wanted to quickly shut that down. Yeah. And, and it, it is because, I mean, the Word of God says if two— yeah. Or three come together, agreeing upon anything, anything. That's right. They have whatsoever they ask. If that asking lines up with the word of God, mm-hmm. there's no stopping. There's no stopping. It. There's no stopping. And the enemy knows that. <laughs> and the enemy knows that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, when it comes to 
husbands and wives coming into agreement. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the agreement. See, the quickest way that the enemy can defeat and get you where your prayers are <laughs> null and void is <laughs> to get you divided. Yeah. Because if you're not coming together in agreement, yeah. you know, that's his quick, easy way. Because he knows that two mm-hmm. coming together. Let's give that definition again. I know we gave it last week. Definition of unity. Um, and again, let me just say this. Unity is not uniformity. Mm. Um, so I'll say that again. Unity is not uniformity. So hello, unity is not achieved through uniformity. Unity is achieved. We gave this definition, I think, last week. It's a place of consistent commitment to purpose. Ooh. And so you don't lose your individuality. You don't use your un- lose your uniqueness. But you do come under the mission of love, under the purpose of love, of God's kingdom being established in your heart and in your home and in your marriage. And then you adjust to him individually. You adjust to him in your marriage. And that's when unity begins to uh, take shape and be expressed. And that's when that agreement, that's the other word, you know, unity, agreement. That's when agreement begins to come into Mm -hmm. manifestation. And that's what the devil doesn't want. He doesn't want that agreement. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want that unity because Psalm 133 says unity is the place God commands the blessing. So there we... Selah. (laughs) Selah. Pause in his presence and think on that. (laughs) Unity is a place where the blessing is commanded. And Mm -hmm. so the enemy wants to divide. He wants to break up that unity. He wants to uh, challenge the agreement. He wants to, first and foremost, keep keep marriages from being in agreement. That's right. I mean, because people can learn to exist together. That doesn't mean they're in agreement. Oh, people can learn to exist together. They go to work. They make money. They go on vacations. They they go out to eat. I mean, you can live on a surface level and exist, but that doesn't mean in your heart of hearts you're in agreement. That you're in unity. That you're flowing with God and in harmony. You can you can learn to exist and on a certain level have maybe some happiness and maybe some f- fulfillment on a certain level. But what we're talking about is the establishment of God's kingdom in, first of all, our hearts, but then, of course, in our marriage, in that covenant to where we fulfill kingdom, eternal purposes together Mm -hmm. as man and wife. That's right. Amen. Amen. And so looking at this, you know, you mentioned praying the word out out of Ephesians 1. Let me just say this. It's important to pray the word. Because you know that in praying the word, you pray the scripture, you're praying the will of God. And when you know, it says 1 John 5, uh, 14, 1 John 5, 14 says, this, we, this is the confidence that we have in him, mm. that if we ask anything according to his will, anything he hears us. According to his will. And his word is his will. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to kind of give this uh, kind of... Uh, uh, Example that we, of course, used Ephesians 1, but it's not the only word you can pray. But wherever Holy Spirit directs you and whatever highlights he highlights in Scripture that you can pray as a spouse for your spouse or pray together with your spouse, pray for your children. Notice that when you pray according to his will, 1 John five fourteen, you know that he hears you. And then verse 15, if you know that he hears you, then whatsoever you ask, you know that you have the petition 
that you've desired of him. Well, and I'll just um, say this. If you go to SpelmanMinistries.org and you click on the resource um, section, you are going to find a um, PDF that is in him scriptures, and that is 90 plus scriptures that are based upon mm-hmm. revelation of who we are in Christ. And that that's some great resources. Yeah. That's all I'm saying is there's some great resources in those pages, in those scriptures that can help you begin to look at the word and pray the word, pray according to um, what the word is said. And, you know, I'm just going to say this. It's, it's not only a matter of prayer. You can prophesy. Oh, you can prophesy over your spouse. You can prophesy over your children. You you're making the decree that you're agreeing with God. That's right. And you can speak these words. You know, in the very beginning, when God was beginning to create His family, He He revealed Himself to Abraham, and then He made a promise to Abraham, and He He spoke words over Abraham. And he blessed him. What were yeah. blessings? They were spoken words. Spoken words. Well. And so this was the thing that you just get one generation later between Isaac and his his children, you know, Jacob and Esau. You find Jacob conspiring with his mom to steal a blessing. He wasn't the firstborn. He came out second. But he conspired to, quote, steal the blessing. He was he was wanting to steal those spoken words that would have came to Esau. But he got in there, and you can read about it, it's some serious family drama. But what I'm highlighting is the fact they so believed in words. They believed in spoken words. Come they on. realized that there was power. Life and death was in the Life power of the and tongue. Death was in the power. They didn't have that scripture, but they knew the power of blessing. Okay, so let's pause for just one second. Let's give a practical example. So let's say that you have a um, a child. I mean, we're talking about marriage. We're talking about family. You have a situation with a spouse or a, a child that they have a reciprocal pattern of doing something Mm -hmm. that is destructive. Mm -hmm. How do you take the Word of God and shift that? Mm -hmm. Well, what you do, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to be in prayer. Um, I know you're going to have to probably have a conversation with the child or with the spouse or the situation because uh, love will have the conversation. So you will have to have conversation. But I think before we jump into conversation, we need to be in prayer. That's right. We need to get God's heart so that when we do have the conversation, we're not coming at this, you know, you're making my life miserable. You're an embarrassment to our family. You, you know, you shouldn't be. If you come at it from that point, it's just going to shame them. It's just going to condemn them. It's just going to drive a wedge. But when you pursue the redemption of their heart, the value that's placed upon them by God through the cross, you come at it from a place. So you you get into prayer. Mm-hmm. You get God's heart. You get God's position, his posture towards them so that when the conversation begins, it can come from a healthy place, a redemptive place, a power, a place that's going to release power and grace and, and wisdom from heaven. So you 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 get into prayer to get God's heart so that when the conversation happens, it's from a right place. But then mm-hmm. next, what we're talking about now is you can also even in prayer begin prophesying. 
That's right. You, you can begin speaking over them, not what you see, but what God sees in his word, what God wants to release in their life of who they are in Christ and their potential and their identity. So we're going to end um, today's conversation and we're going to have you, Mark, you just give a practical example. Just pray over our listeners in agreement with them. And let's just give them an example of what you're talking about. That's right. So, you know, if you if you see a spouse, a loved one, a child or you know, situation that you just know that they're, they're just not doing it God's way. Mm. And, th- and that's the bottom line. It's not about you and I getting shamed or our life being a, a you know, inconvenience. It's about their identity. It's their about identity. it's about them really walking in the way of the Lord. And so we're just going to pray for them. I'm going to pray for you. And this is how you could pray for them and how you could pray over your spouse. So just let's just receive it. This isn't just a mock prayer. This is I'm going to pray over you. I'm going to pray over That's them. Right. So you release the power. You, you hold them up in prayer as we pray right now. So Father, in the name of Jesus We thank you for the great price that you paid, a price to redeem my life, a price to redeem every man's life. And so, Father, we see the redeemed price of this person, and we lift them to you right now in the name of Jesus, and we hold their value in our heart. We hold their value before you in prayer, and we thank you, God, that you're working in their life. You work by sending your Son. You work by your Spirit right now. I just pray that you would bring conviction from heaven. I pray that you would bring comfort from heaven. I pray that your presence would just manifest, even in the night watch, that you would visit them in dreams and visions. I pray, Father, that you would just bring your holy, comforting, convicting presence upon their life. I pray Father, that as we have conversations going forward to address things that are affecting the home, that are affecting their life and and affecting their future, I pray that your grace would be upon that conversation. And I just prophesy in the name of Jesus that they're going to fulfill God's plan for their life. They're going to rise up in the identity. They're going to discover who they are. They're going to discover who you created them to be. And they're going to fulfill that plan and that purpose that you have for their life. Life. They're going to embrace it. They're going to cherish it. They're going to treasure it. They're going to fulfill it. I declare it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Wow, what a powerful prayer. What a powerful demonstration of just how we can come into agreement in mm-hmm. prayer for our loved ones. And, you know, we are so thankful for each and every one of you that have partnered with us in this conversation today. And we just bless you. Yes. And we declare that um, God has taken you to new places in Him. And He's He is just on the journey of discovery Amen. with you. Amen. Amen. And so so um, join us again in our next week's conversation. We're going to pick back up mm-hmm. about marriage. <laughs> so um, just enjoy um, your week, and we look forward to you joining in the conversation with us again real soon. <laughs>